You are listening to a Nerd Room podcast production. We the Nerd. Bunch of nerds. Hey everyone and welcome to Nerd. We talk all things Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond. This is episode number 293, we're discussing Anakin in Ahsoka, Hasbro PulseCon, and Dune. I'm your host, Tim. I'm Troy. And I'm Carlos. How are you feeling after DC fandom? We had a really intense week last week filled with DC discussion. Content made for all of us. And now we're migrating over to the week after, and we've got a custom-built podcast for our dude, Troy. Right here in front of us. Not only are we talking about Anakin Skywalker in the Ahsoka TV show, the Disney Plus TV show, we've also got Dune to digest here. Our boys, Carlos and Troy, are going to walk you through their thoughts on Dune. We've got Michael B. in the mix here, Val Zod become a reality, and we've also got Hasbro PulseCon, where we see reveals from everything from Transformers to Ghostbusters, Marvel Legends, Black Series, it's been an intense week, a really diverse week, and we're really leaning into that tag. Star Wars, Marvel, DC, and beyond here, boys. But like I said, this is all for our boy Troy here, because Anakin, I gotta tell you, man, big surprise for me, and I can't wait to get into discussing this, and I know you're excited, and I know actually all of us were pretty pumped about this news. So we're not gonna waste any time, and we're gonna jump straight into it this week, guys. This Week in Nerd. All right, everyone, welcome to this Week in Nerd, our weekly news segment where we break down the latest and greatest from the world of nerd. And at the top there, I did mention a young man by the name of Anakin Skywalker. It's been confirmed, and it's running through all of the trades here, that Aiden Christensen is not only going to appear in the Obi-Wan show, but he's going to make his presence felt in Ahsoka. And the thing that I really want to point out, I'm taking this from Deadline, saying reprising the role of Anakin Skywalker, maybe not particularly Darth Vader in this one, in the forthcoming Ahsoka show, which is being written by none other than Dave Filoni, the man that brought Ahsoka to life inside of the Star Wars universe, and the man that really ushered through and shepherded the Clone Wars era of Star Wars into the Mandalorian, the post-Return of the Jedi era of Star Wars. So, Troy, I'm not going to wait any longer here. <sighs> Your guy, Anakin Skywalker, the potential to see him, Clone War era, Force Ghost, what is it? What's your excitement mm. for Hayden Christian coming back in a real meaningful way, I think, in this Ahsoka yes. show? Listen, yo, I am <laughs> completely stoked. I'm so excited. You know, when we went to the sequel trilogy... I think every film that came out, I was always predicting Anakin is going to pop up. This is the film that Anakin's <laughs> going to pop up. And I was wrong three times. But, um, you know, I was, I was pretty confident that once Anakin, Hayden Christensen, was cast to be on the role of, or at least set for the Obi-Wan show, mm-hmm. I was pretty, pretty secure that he's going to pop up in Ahsoka. It just, it just made the most sense. And uh, I'm going uh, 100% it's Force Ghost. 100% this guy is popping up as a Force Ghost. We're going to get a wicked moment between Master and Apprentice, Snips and Sky Guy, Anakin and Ahsoka. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be poetic. And I'm just, uh, I'm all there for it. I think uh, Rosie Rodawson 
absolutely nailed her role as Ahsoka in her debut in uh, Mandalorian season two. And she even dropped that one little hint, that one little line of Anakin's presence. And uh, and it hit me so hard that I cannot wait to see those two uh, reunite. I think it's I think it's going to be something really special. I, I don't really fall too much in the camp of a flashback because, I mean, we've had seven seasons of them doing everything in Clone Wars plus a movie. So I don't really see what else they can really go back to with those two. And it'd just be kind of unnecessary to kind of do the whole de-aging process and then recast someone to play a younger Ahsoka as well. So um, I'm going all in uh, Force Ghost. Um, next step, even maybe even meeting Luke, even seeing his son again. So uh, oh, just, I didn't I'm, even yeah, think of that. Yeah, yeah I'm... Uh, <laughs> I'm super excited for this. Super, super excited for this news, and uh, and I feel so comfortable too being in the hands of Dave Filoni because he he's just done something so special creating mm-hmm. Ahsoka. He gets Anakin. Watch the end of season seven's Clone Wars, and you see that moment of Vader with the lightsaber. He gets it. He absolutely yeah. gets it. And it's gonna be cool because last time we saw him handle that character, it was Anakin becoming Vader. Now we're gonna see him handling Vader becoming Anakin. I think it's just gonna be absolutely amazing and i cannot wait it's it's this is my most excited property next to obi-wan 100 percent. oh i can feel that man it's palpable across the screen here and just some of those thoughts that you bring to the table about this force ghost meeting luke and this Mm -hmm. baton passing that filoni is going to be doing as he transitioned anakin over now transitioning back from vader from the dark side into that character that could be a mentor for ahsoka in some fashion or at least reconnecting some of that narrative some of that threads that they left at the end of Clone Wars and have never really addressed because this is all written in and around the original trilogy. So, so cool there, man. Carlos, what are your thoughts on this? Ahsoka, Anakin Skywalker, flashbacks, Force Ghosts. Where do, where do you, where does your mindset land on this one when, when we see Hayden Christensen coming back again to Star Wars? Oh, man, this was like huge news. And kind of like I said, when uh, you dropped it in the DM, it was like, I would just kind of finish work and I got an email that I'd been waiting for and I'm trying to work through this thing. And then I hear this screaming from upstairs <laughs> and it's like, daddy. And I'm like, what? And I'm kind of like in that crisis mode already with this email. And I'm like, what? what's going on? Like, why is this in my house? And then like my daughter comes flying down. She's like, Hayden Christensen's <laughs> going to play Anakin in Ahsoka. So because of that reaction and that <laughs> level of excitement, I'm like crazy all in for this. Like it's going to be, incredible uh for me if i take kind of the five thousand foot view with this um i think star wars is kind of in a cool place right now where yes the powers that be are starting to realize that hey we can't be beholden to this fan base that says that we have to rigidly adhere to everything that's come before we need to play around a bit and kind of put these pieces in place and allow people who maybe didn't read all the comic books or the novels or watch all six seasons or seven seasons of the Clone Wars uh, to experience all these cool things like the Ahsoka Anakin relationship and see that in all its glory. And if they want to go back, they can, or uh, maybe we'll just bring it to them in another way. So I think Troy is bang on the money where it's going to be force go stuff, but I really, really truly hope that they give us a bit of that flavor of Anakin and his prime during the Clone Wars as uh, Commander Skywalker yeah. doing his thing with the clone troopers. And, and you know, like in the throes of war, you're going to be looking a little older and a little more haggard anyways. So who cares? Like just, and Hayden, he aged really well anyways. Mm-hmm. So bit of makeup and off you go. And then, yeah, with, as far as Ahsoka goes, you know, you'll probably have to look at D 
de-aging Rosario and putting some work into it because we've watched her grow up yeah. over the years kind of thing. So uh, you have to get that one right. Or maybe you go with really young Ahsoka and you just uh, have her as a different actress kind of thing. But I, I think it would be cool to bring the experience of that Anakin Skywalker and him as her uh, master to the to a wider audience, mm-hmm. right? Because there's loads of people that probably don't even know that the Clone Wars animated series exists, right? But who love Star Wars but um, haven't been able to explore it too far outside of the the movies. So, yeah, I'd like to see them do that. But worst case, if we just get Force Ghost Anakin, that's pretty freaking cool too. Like, I don't think anybody expected this to be coming down the pipe. So, that's amazing. And like what Troy said about watching vader become anakin again mm-hmm. that's awesome like that that's a whole different level and that honestly him putting that in my head gets me just as excited as seeing an anakin in the middle of the clone wars so yeah i'm excited for troy i'm excited for my kid. like yeah it's it's cool it's just cool all around and it's awesome that they got their finger on the pulse enough to recognize that this is an opportunity and why not take it right and coming out this late in the game I think they saw just how over-the-top enthusiastic the world was with the Obi-Wan news, and uh, they took the opportunity to, you know, let lightning strike twice, Mm -hmm. which is awesome. Mm -hmm. And to your point about stars being really exciting right now, is you look at the fan base and what they're doing and exploring on Disney+. Plus. I think Disney+, Plus is is the new breath of fresh air that Star Wars needed. Mm -hmm. I know I love the sequels and I love what they did there, but stepping back from the big screen and telling more long form stories on Disney plus in live action, I think they're going to really find a cool stride in here with Cassian and Obi-Wan and Ahsoka. The Mando has been awesome. We got season three book of Boba Fett. Like look at the amount of content. We're going to get more hours of Star Wars content in the next year than we did in the previous 10, Mm -hmm. which is amazing. And they're finding ways to, usher in a new era of star wars while also acknowledging and building on the stuff before like the sequel trilogy always felt somewhat disconnected and i think that was very much on purpose this stuff is looking back and pulling the best stuff out pulling stories we want told and giving us those stories like if you had asked this three four years ago are we gonna get like a boba fett show that was spun out of the mandalorian you know what i mean like this is all Mm -hmm pretty wild stuff and stuff that you could say yeah sure we'll see this in a comic book or animated but no this is all live action which is really cool and hayden christian coming back into this universe like i said at the top in a real meaningful way i think is a great acknowledgement to everything that came before and also this nice way of telling a story that can span literally the entire saga where you have the throwbacks of the Clone Wars, you have the Force Ghost, post-Return of the Jedi, this transition out. You can even allude to further things, right? Like, there's so much you could do in this space. Like, you could start to, to pull in Leia in some capacity and babies and all this stuff, like those stories that we love. So there's so much potential here. And they're really pulling on that and bringing it into the universe, which is awesome. I think I'm going to bridge both you guys. I think we're getting both. You know, I, oh, my, sweet. my first, my first thoughts were, it's a, it's a Clone Wars Anakin we're going to get, we're going to get him in that Clone Wars garb, in the, the different suit, all this. But then when Troy starts talking about the Vader stuff and what they can do with a force ghost, that really didn't cross my mind until Troy started talking about it on how impactful just that could be. 
And so there's so much they could do here. There's so much potential. And I'm ecstatic over this. Like the, 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 your daughter running around screaming was me in my head. (laughs) I just didn't (laughs) vocalize it in the same way, but I think we're all like that. I think generally most of fandom was probably screaming inside at the notion that we could have one or the other or both Anakin's in this and, or even a touch of Vader. Maybe who knows could do all three faces of of Anakin. Yeah. If it goes off well enough, like I would love them to just do like a four or six episode Anakin Skywalker live action Mm -hmm. Clone Wars, because I think that that's (laughs) the piece that we've, that we've missed, right? We're, we kind of heard about the Clone Wars and the OT and then the the prequel trilogy comes out and we get the catalyst point for it and then we get its conclusion, mm. but we don't actually get to see that, right? Yeah. And yeah, like I said, like Clone Wars is amazing and it is on in my house in some way, shape or form at least five out of seven days a week. But even I haven't watched it all mm-hmm. and I Same. think um, there's a, a ton of fans that love Star Wars that haven't experienced it. So just to get that and to get that Anakin and to really just codify the Hayden Christensen Anakin was this awesome badass Jedi who took a fall kind of thing uh, would be really cool. And I think that Ahsoka does a lot to really put a stamp on that part of the character that being on the periphery, like you don't really get to see in um Revenge of the Sith mm-hmm. because they have so much work to do with talking about his fall and stuff like that and getting them to where they need to be for him to be Vader. So no, I was just gonna say I like what you're saying too with like a, like a six or five episode like Anakin live action episode because that kind of reminds me of um way back when Disney Plus was coming out in the first place. I always thought it would have been cool if they could do like live action novels of some sort. So you mm-hmm. could do like your Lords of the Sith. You could do um your 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 Thrawn trilogy, which is they're actually the second book has Anakin. It's very Thrawn and Anakin centric. Yeah. That would be like a prime example of like give it to us. Like give us that live action Thrawn, that live action Anakin. It's a it's a story that's outside of the other like Clone War stuff. So it would be kind of cool if they could do those kind of adaptations of like certain novels. Like that'd be like the perfect chance to do it. Especially now with Hayden being this age. So I, I like where you're going with that. That'd be mm. awesome. Like an anthology type series, what you're saying is exactly. like each episode is a different part of his his life and his progression, and showing that in live action, going from oh. Clone Wars into Vader, early Vader. You know what I mean? Like there's a, there's an anthology yeah. series that you could do that doesn't doesn't feel tied up in one cohesive story or even one cohesive timeline or, or time era, but you're telling a grander story that has some arching themes to it. Like there's there's a really cool anthology series in there. That, that, like you said, doesn't have to walk on canon, like like a live action canon or even animated canon. Yeah, or like yeah, there's just there's just so many things that are out there that I I think you can handcuff yourself if you try and be too mm-hmm. beholden to the canon. Mm-hmm. Then just you know if you got a cool idea and you think it'll resonate with people, just do it. Yeah. Like yeah. there's video games that are canon. Am I going to get upset because I spent the the 36 hours working my way through some video game and it's just like, well, no, if you want to understand this this story, I the expectation is you go and buy a PlayStation 4 and play through this <laughs> Jedi. Like, no, you can't do that to people. So, well, that- just uh, do what you got to do. Bring it to the bring it to the masses. 100%. Yeah. And Disney Plus is the way to do that. These stories aren't getting told, I don't think, in the absence of Disney Plus, the way that we're actually going to get them presented to us. So that excites me the most is the content we're getting, the quality of content, 
and these these characters that we honestly thought would never make an appearance back in Star Wars. Like, if you had even asked like, like a year ago, will Hayden be back? Eh, maybe. But now it's it's real in two different series, which is crazy. Amazing. Get ready for that hot toy, Troy. Mm. Oh. <laughs> Build out that line. So let's continue the run of amazing news for this week. Let's talk about Michael B. Jordan, a podcast favorite here. We've talked in the past about him wanting to adapt Valzad, a version of Superman from Earth 2, I believe. And this project is is getting off its feet in a real serious way. Confirmed to HBO Max, and it's now got a pair of writers attached to the project. Now, you have to forgive me here. Darnell Metair and Josh Peters will be writing this to adapt the Valzad story for HBO Max. Not sure if it's a film or a TV show, but none other. They're bringing this character to life. Michael B. is at the forefront of this. He has been behind this for quite some time. He's kind of moved into this producer-director role that he's kind of moved into for Creed Three, and potentially extending that into this Val- Valzad story and really taking a an ownership role over this character and getting it developed for HBO Max and continue to build out what is going to be an awesome slate of characters making their first appearance in live action on HBO Max. So Carlos, talk to me a little bit here about Valzad, about the importance of getting a writing team for this and what this could mean for HBO Max and fans of the character of Valzad. Yeah, man, I think that this is super exciting. Uh, One of the articles that I read, so it's Michael B. Jordan's Outlier Society Mm -hmm. that's doing the project and spearheading this. And so the writers are guys that have been working for this group and they've sold the show to Apple, I believe, and they've written a bunch of other stuff. So they're obviously people that he believes in. And uh, much like your point with Disney Plus, this is something that we wouldn't get under a conventional model for trying to bring these type of characters to life. But with uh, HBO Max, it gives you the option. And I'm pretty excited about it. And the fact that they're doing it as a series, I think will be a massive benefit to um, the character of Valzad because he's pretty cool in that his origin is quite different than Clark Kent or uh, even Calvin Ellis in that he arrived on the Earth 2 version or Earth 2 uh, from his version of Krypton and he was co-opted by like their kind of corrupt government or whatever and he was in the shadows type of thing and uh, he was later liberated by the Justice Society of Earth 2 and he didn't want to be a hero for the longest time. So there's a pretty cool story that I think would get lost in... Uh, just trying to cram it into a 90 minute to two and a half hour movie type of thing. But here when you can have four or six hours to really flesh mm-hmm. out the journey of this character, going from being somebody who's a captive to uh, going to being in hiding and then having to step up to defeat this oppressive force that's um, basically subjugated the entirety of the earth. Like that's pretty awesome. And then being a series like that, that opens up, the the doors to bringing in members of the justice society Mm -hmm. or characters like the power girl version of supergirl that was on that earth or the helena wayne version of huntress that was on that earth you can bring in their crazy drumsticks batman if you wanted to like there's all sorts (laughs) of things that you can play with or even if you just do his story uh it's pretty compelling and tell the journey of this character that kind of goes from 
prisoner to to savior. So yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about uh, the fact that. Michael B has stuck his name to this thing and let's see like if he stars in it that'd be amazing or I could also see him uh, trying to build up another actor Mm -hmm. from his fold and giving him that role so that'll be curious to see how that plays out but either way man it's awesome and honestly Val Zod's costume alone in live action that's worth the price of the admission Mm -hmm. right there yeah because it's like I'd argue it's the coolest Superman costume going yeah That's, that's the blue and white right yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Tom Taylor and Nicholas Scott, man, you can't Ooh. go wrong. But it, it's no, it's so cool. cool. We we've talked for the last couple of weeks about Superman in general, right? The importance of this character and the importance of that symbol and the meaning of it and how that meaning is expanding, is growing. And now we're looking at a a new Man of Steel or different Man of Steel, whatever you want to call it, entering into the the DC almost a Disney the DC film universe maybe you can come over to Disney I wouldn't mind seeing that but uh, <laughs> Troy we're, we're getting another iteration of the Man of Steel here it's not quite Henry yeah. Cavill but no. if you're gonna take someone else <laughs> fill in those boots Michael oh. B in the role of Valzad's got to be up there I I hope so I hope so but I do got one nitpick I got one thing we were all I I feel like most of us yes. were. I know exactly happy about going. DC fandom. I think I think it's a pretty cool event. Where the heck was this news? Where was this news? Like, are you kidding me? Like, okay, I was I was a little hurt because we didn't get Henry Cavill, but I was missing. I think I mentioned I was missing like that cinematic big kind of reveal of like a Superman two announcement or something. This was prime. This is all they had to do. This all they had to do is like Michael B. Jordan giving us a Superman Earth 2, whatever the case is. So I think there's a little bit of a missed opportunity there because that would have lit the internet on fire. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm excited whether he plays Superman or not. I hope he does. But I'm actually excited for uh, Michael B because I feel like this is a good step for him to get his feet wet directing a couple episodes before he takes on something like um, Creed because I, I love the Rocky and the Creed franchise. Um, Sylvester Sloan did the first Creed, I believe. And then uh, Ryan Coogler's roommate did um, Creed 2. And I didn't like the directing as much in Creed 2. So I'm really worried about the next one. So if Michael B kind of gets a little more practice before he takes on that uh, that big role, I would love to see what he can do. So for me, it's just all about what is uh, really on the table for Michael B here. Um, I'm interested in, in Valzad, though. I don't really know much about the character. I've seen his costume. I think it's pretty cool. And I think it could be really neat uh, cinematically. Um, but again, I'm kind of on the same level as I mentioned last time with the Blue Beetle. I would like a movie, but I get why you do a TV mm-hmm. series, but I am kind of a sucker for some of these DC films just coming out right on the big screen. Um, because I haven't really been apart from the, uh, Superman Lois, which is fantastic. The other stuff, when it comes to the TV series, I haven't been super thrilled with, and I know this is separate from like the Arrowverse and whatnot. Um, so I'm kind of a wait and see to see what they're going to do here. I mean, mm-hmm. with Blue Beetle coming out, and uh, what was the other one? Uh, Naomi and, and Batgirl and, yeah. and DMZ. So it's it's a cool flavor. It is a good thing, too, for like HBO Max to have these TV series going on, much like Disney Plus has the Mando and the Lokis and uh, this, the was it WandaVision and all that kind of stuff. So I, I totally get it. It's just for my preference, I would like to see um, a live-action theatrical release for something like this. But we'll see, man. Here's what I'm going to do for you, Troy. Here's my promise to you right here on the podcast. 
you pick which ones roll. you which roll. you pick which ones you want to see on the big screen. We'll rent a big screen. The nerd room will rent a big screen and we'll show the damn film or episode right there for us. That works. <laughs> well, that dude, works. Yeah. We'll get that done. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm hoping that it's like that that Watchmen quality, right? Because it's mm. going to be an HBO product, and like Watchmen had that DC bullet right at the beat or right at the end of it, and the the characters at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So. If Good that's call. the level of quality they can bring, then I think that's what you aim yeah. for. Yeah, and Good I call. wonder too with these projects, and I feel like every single week we talk about a new project that's been announced, and that's because of these streaming service platforms. And I wonder, would this project come to fruition, but we're not going to see it until 2027? And so it, it what, where's I, that's the kind of the approach I look at it. Where's the balancing act between some of this? And I, and I appreciate that standpoint about seeing things on the big screen and, and, enjoying that and immersing yourself in that we're going to talk about an immersive experience that you guys had this past week in just a second and that's something that me personally i'm still not there yet i think eternals is going to be that film where i go back and see it opening weekend and kind of do the crowd thing and all that but i i can appreciate wanting to see that and have that moment because we talked about this before the theatrical experience in itself is something and maybe the the only place you really go on earth where you do one thing, just one yes. thing you focus on the movie screen, you know, it's, I, I, I would really like to know if people have something else that they do where they're just doing that one thing, you know, you can't, <laughs> there's nothing. I don't think, <laughs> right. There's one thing, but it's not 90 minutes to two and a half hours yeah, it's for, for most of us. It's about two minutes. So, <laughs> and then in that space of time, you're like, Oh shoot. Did, did Uncle Todd release a wave, a wave of uh, McFarlane's? <laughs> oh, man, I got a pre-order here. Valzad? <laughs> yeah, Valzad. Yeah. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. You know it's coming. <laughs> oh, yeah. Tomorrow. Yeah. They just announced the, the writers today. He's going to announce that yeah. figure tomorrow. He's like, yeah, look, check it out. I already got the sculpt. Uh, did it last night. <laughs> coming out before the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, very exciting stuff from from dc there we came off a big weekend troy you're very much right like if where was why why did they let deadline break this just throw it in so we got michael b valzad we're you know i, I can appreciate that that missed opportunity too but let's talk about this theatrical experience that you alluded to here troy now dune this is a movie that just came out this past week denny Villeneuve. I think I said it right there. I butchered there it. There you go, man. I butchered it on our last live stream, and I, I took some some heat for that. But it's his next big epic debut to $40.1 million, and that is inclusive of the day and date release. So this also in the U.S., which is your biggest market, one of your biggest markets for this film, had that HBO Max release day and date with this. So this is, a, I think, Villeneuve's biggest debut ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's impressive pandemic era and day and date release on HBO max. So most of America had the option to watch this for free or with their subscription to HBO max. So this is a big, big draw. And this is very well received by critics, by audiences. It's being hailed as a visual masterpiece, which doesn't surprise us coming from his previous films that he's put out there. Like, Blade Runner 2049 in that. So we're going to turn it over to you guys here to give a spoiler-free discussion about Dune and also the other exciting announcement. I'm not going to be one to break that here. You guys are going to do that, that we did get today about Dune. And if there's going to be a spoiler, just 
throw a spoiler tag and we'll just make people know. But I think it's going to be similar to the Venom conversation where you're going to have a discussion that's non-spoiler, but not on purpose. <laughs> yeah. So over to you guys. Let's let's hear what your thoughts on Dune, the spectacle that it was, and uh, and this cool news that we got today. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm going to throw it to my man Troy first because we all know that you're a massive fan of Denis Villeneuve and coming off that Blade Runner 2049 hype. Mm. What was your headspace, man? Heading into this thing, getting ready for that opening day, and then, uh, yeah, how did you see it? And what uh, what was the fallout of that first viewing, man? Oh, man. So for this film, um, Dune, I know zero about this property. Absolutely nothing. But Denny is one of my favorite directors. And um, going into it, at least I, I believe it's it's meant to be Roger Deakins, the same cinematographer that did Blade Runner. But I don't know if he – I thought he was going to be doing this one. I don't know if he is. If you were to watch Blade Runner 2049 and watch this film, you would believe it's Roger. Because I think Deakins is also doing The Batman. So going into this film, I was already like, okay, man, the scope, the scale, it's going to be something impressive. And I went in and visually I was, I was blown away. Visually, I could not believe what I was seeing on the big screen. Um, like the, the, the lens and the scope. And like, if you watch Denny's movies, like Arrival and Blade oh, yeah. Runner, you get a real appreciation of like the scale of like these vehicles that he kind of just brings out of nowhere and it's impactful and like the epicness and the grand uh grandness too of like some of the houses in this film and uh man could i ever see the influence of what star wars is taking from this movie <laughs> cuz i've always heard the tales like yeah george lucas was inspired from you know flash gordon and and dune and and what have you and seeing this as like holy smokes <laughs> there's a lot here but it was really cool because there's so much emphasis and focus on just like dune itself and not these other planets and not all these other things and the acting timothy charlemagne this guy just continues to blow me away every performance this guy does um not tons of zendaya in this film but i already knew that going in um so there wasn't really much to do with her but i believe she's gonna have a huge role in the next film and we'll get into that i guess a little later on um rebecca ferguson's great oscar isaac is great you know the second time watching this film i could really see timothy charlemagne channels oscar isaac's performance so them being father and son when you're watching this guy perform uh timothy he's actually like his mannerisms are actually just like oscar isaac's which blew me away the second time i'm like this is cool because he actually feels like a son who's been around his father who's a duke and he's really just embodying the mannerisms and picks up the beats of his dad so I thought that was brilliant. Jason Momoa was, I think this is the most I've ever liked Jason Momoa in a film. I got to be honest. <laughs> this, he, he was great. He, he's still Jason Momoa, but I felt like he um, he seemed like he he carried his role in this film even better than he did in Aquaman, if that makes any sense. I think he, like, he had a lot of fun on set, you could tell, but he was just, um, I didn't see Momoa. I just felt like he was just molded by Denny in this film and just delivered on what he needed to do. And, and I feel like that was with everybody from, from Josh Brolin as well. And I just loved all these characters, but the lore, the lore in this film was something that just had me being like a star Wars guy. I was like, I want to know everything about these houses. I want to know everything about this planet, you know, and also being a game of Thrones guy as well. I love these, the battle of these houses going on too. So there's a lot to take in. Um, 
going back to the visuals though, or not even the visuals, I, I guess it would be the visuals, the visions. We get a lot of visions throughout this film, and I think we get a little too many that kind of breaks up the pacing. The pacing in this film is, 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 for the most part, it's good, but there's so many visions that are thrown at you that sometimes it kind of breaks up things a little weird. So that was like one little default, and um, the sound mixing. There was sometimes, watching it two times over, I was like, man, what the hell are they saying? There are some things because it's some of the some of the speech is very Shakespearean too. And so when you're trying to hear certain things, I'm like, what are they what are they saying? So that kind of drove me nuts. And also the film, it's not a complete film. Like it it ends and you're like, man, like no, like I need more. I need part two, like right now. It's not like like it's even half a book, isn't it? Infinity War. <laughs> Like, you know what, Infinity War, you know there's going to be an endgame, but Infinity War ends where you're kind of like, okay, like, it's it's like an Empire ending, but you're like, okay, whereas this kind of ended, and I was like, no, like, I feel like there's more, and me not knowing anything about the books and the movies, I realized, okay, this was literally half of the first book, mm-hmm. so I thought that was kind of interesting, but um, no, for the most part, man, I loved it, it had, like, the Man of Steel effect on me, where it just marinated, the more I thought about this film, the more I was like, oh my god, I love this, and I love this, and I love this, and... It, it was great. It was, I had a great time. I, I still like 2049 a bit more just because they go different places visually. So I, my, my eyes not so like Sandy, if that makes any sense. It's that Anakin. It's that Anakin. <laughs> it's that Anakin. Anakin. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, I, I had a lot of fun. I think um, it lived up to the hype is worth the wait. And I, I cannot wait to see the next one, man. This is, this is something you got to see on the big screen. Oh my God. So good. Yeah, well, what else is there to say? But you know what? I will piggyback off of what Troy's last point was in that, like, anybody that's listened to the show knows that I feel that the art kind of stands for itself and you should be able to unplug and immerse yourself if you're watching something at home, in the theater, um, wherever. However, I did kind of want to support the good old Canadian boy, Denis Villeneuve, and this project, and I listened to Timothy Chalamet, who I think is also a good old Canadian boy, and they're pleased to go see it on the biggest, brightest, loudest uh, cinema that you could find, and so that's exactly what I did. I was totally the jerk, and I bought my daughter and I the two center seats in the middle of the theater in the middle row of the biggest IMAX in the city and then watch those little social distance seats create that bubble around <laughs> us. And it's like, sorry, folks, <laughs> Denny, Denny demands it. But uh, yeah, like this is a movie that absolutely it's no hyperbole must be seen on the big screen. It is complete. The visual. So it's Greg Fraser actually was the cinematographer. Okay. For this right. One. So it wasn't Deacon's. And okay. Yeah, and he's the dude that's doing the Batman as well, which, oh, okay. yeah, the the glory of both from the what we saw in the trailer. By the way, I got the the Batman trailer <laughs> in going to see it in that IMAX screen, so uh, that that was a transformative experience for sure. Um, but uh, seeing what he and Denny cooked up as far as the visuals go on that massive screen, but then the sound and the sound effects and the score Mm. by Hans Zimmer. It's almost like another character for the movie. It's so immersive and so evocative and just carries you through this film in and out. And just the designs for the ships that he had come up with. uh, So simple, but yet so inventive, Mm. like uh, the, the mechanics for, 
like they're big sand crawlery type things and the grasshopper looking thing f- or the dragonfly yeah, looking fly- thing yeah the dragonflies that they fly around in all like it just it made sense and it's one of those where we're so used to movies where they throw so many things at you it's just like um here's a whole bunch of different ships and they're coming at you really fast and you're overwhelmed by the sheer volume of them with this movie there was it was very sparse and there's very few things going on, but they just lingered on them and they allowed you to see how they worked and how they functioned and the the things that they could do. And it almost had more of an impact because you were seeing less and you were like in that cockpit with the pilots and whatnot. And that was cool. And just just the sheer scope of things. And I'm one that like I don't like a movie where you're lost in sand or lost in snow. Mm. for the entire time and when you're on arrakis like yeah you're you're in this sand dune basically the whole time but the way that they shot the planet and they immersed you in what life was like there and how the freemen survive and why it's such a coveted place and why all these different houses under this emperor are coming there they did an amazing job making this a really compelling place to observe despite being just covered in sand and one of the most striking things to me is there's a moment like the most minor of spoilers ever but i'll throw up the tag anyways (laughs) there's a moment where i sat there and i was like man denny villeneuve you you sob you gave these trees an arc where i have feelings now (laughs) seeing what has happened to these trees and they are just trees, and they actually don't spend a ton of time dealing with them or focusing on them, or but just the perfect amount that like I had I, I had emotions when the the journey of these trees comes to an end, and I was just like, <laughs> that's the level of mastery with the filmmaking here, and like you said, like Chalamet was a force onto himself, and you have this young kid surrounded by all these big high profile stars, mm-hmm. and he eats them all alive like he is the star of the movie he is just a force the whole time through oscar isaacs is wonderful and they did such a good job with the relationships like oscar isaacs is his father and this duke and then rebecca ferguson as his mother who's who's actually just the concubine to oscar isaacs character but they have like a very loving and meaningful relationship but she comes from another group of people and how they influence not only their family, but the role in the larger world. And much like yourself, I had zero knowledge of Dune. I had never read the books, never seen any of the movies. All I knew was that it played a massive role in influencing George Lucas's conception of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. That's all Mm -hmm. I knew about it. And uh, man, like I thought the movie was super easy to follow and you kind of got everything. You understood the stakes. You understood the motivations of the characters. And yeah, it was good. the one thing I did have the benefit that I think Troy didn't the first time is I knew for sure that it was a part one mm. and that I was kind of ready for that to be um, the first half of the story kind of thing. Okay. So um, I was ready for that. And I, I told my daughter too, I was like, look, just so you know, this is like a part one. We don't know if part two is ever mm-hmm. coming, but just ready yourself. But uh, like much like Troy, she, like she was just blown away. Like I fully admit she came for two reasons. Number one was to keep her dad company. And number two was like the Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> like 
that that's that square jaw and those dreamy eyes like who, who can blame a girl but um like by the end of this thing it was like if there was an opportunity to pay to just sit there and watch the movie again right then and there she would have been in like hasn't stopped talking about it like is super excited i think she's booked tickets to go see it with a friend again this week um absolutely adored this film so that that'd be cool and like you know, for a high concept sci-fi movie to win over like a teenage girl like that goes to show how good a job Villeneuve did with this with this property. And, you know, going into this, the the word on Dune was that it's unfilmable. Mm-hmm. But just goes to show when you put when you put a challenge in front of a Canadian, they get things done. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> this, this listen to you guys talk about this and the the discourse online and listen to the vigilante boys talk about this too. This is the first film in the pandemic era that I have serious FOMO over not going and watching in the theater right away. I didn't get it with tenant or venom or even Shang-Chi. None of those. I was like, ah, it's fine. This one I'm getting like, like movie experience anxiety over it where I'm thinking like, shoot, I'm going to have to just pull the trigger, pick a night and just go watch it because of this type of of discourse and this discussion that's happening about this film. And then there's the news. I'm going to let you guys, Carlos, why don't you take it away? What uh, you, you both alluded to here, but what's happening with this, this franchise now? All right. Well, just today, after much hand-wringing and lamentation online before and much angst and anxiety in our DM after <laughs> we saw the movie, despite all of that, Legendary Pictures today, because they were the ones that actually hold the hammer whether or not it happened, but Legendary Pictures announced that they have greenlit Dune Part 2 after just how well it performed both uh, in theaters internationally and then on HBO Max, mm-hmm. I guess, must have been a factor for them. But uh, yeah, Dune Part 2 greenlit, like the cast is all excited about it. Hans Zimmer is like, I got more music to, to bring for you guys. And even Denny... I think it was yesterday maybe the day before there was an interview with him and he's like i've done all the heavy lifting all the world building is done all the character development is done and he's like i got big spectacular plans to just give you this out out and out action filled set piece after set piece but coming from that guy you know it's going to be amazing and with paul's visions you kind of see the places that this thing can go when i don't know for sure where it's going and or how much how concrete his visions are but man i am just captivated by it and even just seeing like we haven't even talked about the the house like a couple of the houses coming together and a couple of the houses uh falling out with each other but just seeing how that plays out and just the differences in them, how they operate and how they carry themselves. And to be able to experience more of that with the sequel has got me crazy excited. And don't worry, Denny, uh, one of the conditions I saw was that it's theatrical exclusive. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So they gave him yeah. that. That's, that's a common <laughs> tag that we're seeing on everything now, exclusively <laughs> in theaters. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no and- that's, that's really exciting. I, I, I can't wait for part two because, um, they, they also mentioned that Zendaya is going to be the protagonist this time around. She's It's going to be like her mm-hmm. movie, which is cool. Um, and the action sequences, because this movie, there's there's a couple cool action scenes, but the one that's um, not really spoiling, because I think it's in the trailer, but basically when Timothy Charlemagne becomes like the White Ranger 
and <laughs> reveals that he has the blue eyes. I thought that was like awesome. So if we're gonna get more of that in part two, and like that last sequence that we see involving a worm, I'm not gonna spoil anything. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is gonna be really something because they spent a whole film basically, quite a bit of the film, building up the power and like the fearfulness of this particular um i don't know uh not i don't know like monster demon not demon i guess alien monster i don't know animal um and then at the end you see a certain shot with that that animal and i was just like cool this is really cool part two like give it to me but now that i know that we are getting a part two and we are getting more of that wonder woman score because i do hear that wonder woman score a little bit in this film and i love it i absolutely (laughs) love it um i cannot wait to just just to sit back and enjoy part two i'm cooling man i'm good yeah and just the engineering of things i'm I'm excited to see them on a grander scale like the the body shields that they have mm. they totally cook into it without telling you why but there's a reason that they're not shooting at each other with laser guns and it's with the then you see it in the very first trailer but the the shields that they use but when they go into the mechanics of how they work and why lasers or projectile weapons would be ineffective i I thought it was really cool and just like knowing a bit about like ballistic protection it's like well yeah that's how like kind of it works like why a bullet bullet resistant vest will stop a bullet but it won't stop a knife type of thing so that's neat that they work those real world physics into this but then with having the different houses operate the way they do how some will have an advantage with that over others and the freeman how they'll factor into Mm. this it's it's it sounds epic from just just this discussion and if i like from the outside too it was one of those movies i looked at and i said oh man this 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 is either going to be great or it's going to fall right on its face like it's going to be like your john carter of mars type of stuff right where they have all these grand plans this big film and boom and i'm so happy it's on the other side of it uh, when it comes to how well it was re- received and the fact that they're going to get a franchise likely out of this, like a trilogy, you know, all seems but but confirmed at this point, I would say. And I guess maybe it depends on, on Denny's storytelling and how he wants to construct it. But the second part of this is going to be a friggin' banger at the box office. <laughs> Yeah, well, he talks say. about it being huge. Like, he, it's two movies, I guess, is what the vision is mm-hmm. to complete the first book. And then there's talk of, like, a, like a Sisters spinoff series. And th- there's just so many places mm-hmm. you could go. Like, you, you essentially have a Game of Thrones that you mm-hmm. could play that Wicked. there's a story that n- none of us have seen. Yeah. So, And our boy yeah, Frank cool. on Twitter posted the, the prequel book you can get on Amazon. Mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah i so, miss that yeah so i'm i'm definitely gonna order that because i need to know more about the lore right so uh-huh. looking out on his part wicked yeah. awesome guys well there it is dune spoiler free from from the boys that have experienced this in the theaters and like i said i look forward to to actually consuming that here maybe after eternals maybe before i don't know we got the mother-in-law coming in so i might be able to jet out for for a moment to catch a, a film on my own here before eternals comes out you might need to escape to Arrakis. <laughs> Never know how those in-law visits are going. It's the first one in two years. So, well, we've seen her, but first time she's coming here in two years. And my wife and I said, okay, as soon as you get here, we're leaving. You can have the kids for a little bit. We love our kids dearly, <laughs> but we got to get out and go for dinner or a movie or something. It's been a while. <laughs> so anyways, guys, I appreciate the insights there for Dune, but we got to move on to toys. 
you know, we love talking toys here, action figures, collectibles, and Hasbro PulseCon really provided that for us and spent a little bit of money, future money that is. Well, we're going to see some present money right now coming in a few minutes here, but it was a two-day event and it really was a showcase of the upcoming slate of figures and a slew of new reveals both new and old from franchises that we hold near and dear like Ghostbusters, Transformers, GI Joe, Marvel, and of course, Star Wars. This, I have to be honest with you guys, we've gotten a lot of like these fan first Fridays and fan first Mondays and GI Joe Wednesdays and all these type things. I have been enjoying those, but this PulseCon, which was only a couple hours and it was, it was put together, not too dissimilar from, from fandom where everything was kind of compiled. They had some live stuff and some big reveals when it comes to figures and showing them off and having people play with them. And Patton Oswalt and the creators of the X-Men animated series and just walking through stuff. I really enjoyed this. So much though, I, I felt the need to, to live DM it to you guys <laughs> at the same time. But did you guys, Troy, did you get out there and watch any of the Hasbro PulseCon or was it just the feed that I was providing you in the DM this past weekend? It, it was all the Timbo feed, man. And, <laughs> and you killed it. That was <laughs> that was awesome. I was like, should I check it? I'm like, no, I'm good. I'm good. I got front row seats here. So no, that was, that was gravy. So thanks for the hookup. That was huge. <laughs> well, I was going, as I'm going through this too, and I think we all do this now, when you go into a store or you go up to Marty's or wherever, you're, you're not only just thinking for yourself anymore. You're like, okay. All this Venom stuff, I said, I know Carlos is going to love this. All this X-Men animated stuff and some of the Black Series stuff that's coming out. I know Troy's going to love this. And so a lot of this stuff I pass by, but I, I can't do that anymore in the stores online with reveals because I know my boys here are all into this stuff. <laughs> so Yeah, man, it was greatly appreciated. Like I had like family obligations, so we were in the car and in and out of places and I didn't feel like I missed anything. I was like, it, my boy Tim's got it all on lock. So yeah, it was, I was in no position to watch anything, but I don't feel that I missed anything. Good. I'm I'm glad because I did doze off during the Weezer performance. <laughs> but other than that, it was, it was great. It was a really cool experience. It's up on the Hasbro YouTube page. It's, it's worth checking these out from time to time because it, it kind of gets that like big toy convention feel, but you're in the, the CD on your couch or wherever it was. I was actually at my kitchen table eating lunch with the kids and just flipping out over, over certain reveals here. So day one was really focused in and around Ghostbusters, GI Joe and star Wars. Now Ghostbusters, there wasn't really any reveals because we're so close to afterlife here, but they're really building out that line. We've seen a lot of the retro stuff. I've seen it on shelves. We've seen it, the, the allusion to more afterlife stuff. I've got an Ecto one in front of me here. We've got the plasma series figures dropping, which have picked up a few of those, but no big reveals except for a tease for a first ghostbusters Haslab project. Now Haslab was busy over this Hasbro pulse con. And the first tease here was the ghostbusters, which then they teased a bit more and it's going to be a, a electronic proton pack. I'm in, tr I'm in trouble with HasLab. I've managed to avoid all HasLab projects up until this point. Galactus is awesome. The Sentinel's awesome. I didn't do any of the Venture Collection, the Razor Crest, or anything like that. The Back the Barge. I've stayed away from it. But they found they kind of found my wheelhouse here. And this Proton Pack. I don't know. Troy, are we going to buy a couple of these and just like walk around? <laughs> <laughs> 
Matt, you, you know, I've never been a kid. Um, I had I, I had some of the Ghostbusters figures, but I always, always wanted the Proton Pack yeah. with the what's it called that like sucks them in, like the little the trap, piece, the little. Oh my! You know, you step on it. Yeah. It like yeah. Ah, oh, I I love that. I never had it, but I always I always wanted it, man. And um, I'm not gonna get this one, but I it just it just totally reminds me of like being a kid that day or those those back in those days. And um, I think it's so cool that Hasbro is giving us something like that. That's. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. I can't wait to see like like uh, the kids of today actually go out there and well, I don't know if they'll get this. This is this is pretty hefty. Yeah, I think it's Maybe made for not. like us. <laughs> it's made for us, right? It's made for those guys at the cons. Yeah, you know who you are. Um, no, that's cool, man. That's really cool. Uh, I'm digging it. I'm digging it. And GI Joe too. They have a Haslab project on tap right now as well. And this this is a hard part about Haslab right now. They're kind of cannibalizing themselves in the past. They've been good about, okay, here's your Sentinel. We're going to let this run its course, give you a bit of breathing room. Here's your Galactus, or here's your Back to Barge. They stacked up three different HasLab projects. This Proton Pack from Ghostbusters, G.I. Joe, which I don't collect, but I do keep an eye on because I like what they're doing with the line. But this giant Sky Striker jet that they're putting out there? Yes. <laughs> oh, man. That, that thing is like totally the nostalgia for like my generation yes. of kids, right? So the Sky Striker and the Tomcat were the two big planes, right? And it was everybody's dream to wow. own a few of those and own the USS mm-hmm. flag and land those things on there. And yeah, nothing nothing I ever had. And I was always more Transformers kid than G.I. Joe kid. But uh, how big yeah, is it? I, it's like scaled yeah, to the three and three quarter inch, I think. So like, oh, yeah. okay. 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 Yeah. Like I don't know the exact measures, but gotta be like a foot and a half long, I would think. Grabs. Oh, it's that's all grabs. Two. Two, yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then the wings like deploy and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like those toys were huge yeah. back then. Like I remember that was always an issue was trying to find a spot to store them. Mm-hmm. Cause I had like the Tomahawk helicopter and it was like <laughs> took up my entire closet. It's huge, man. And that like USS flag, like that, my cousins had that. That thing is six feet long. It's absurd. Yeah. yeah, I remember this kid named Frank on our cul-de-sac had the the USS flag, and it was like his parents would notify all the neighborhood kids for it was like a special occasion. It was like Christmas. They would bring it out of the basement, set it up, and you, like we get, could play with it for like a week or so because it took up the whole living room, and then it had to get collapsed <laughs> down again and put away. It's like, well, we'll let you know next time the flag the flag comes it's, back to port. We're deploying it. <laughs> That's amazing. And and I'm gonna talk gonna keep talking Haslab stuff here. We'll get to the details of of Star Wars in a bit here. But the other project that Haslab threw up in front of us was the previously announced six inch black series scale Rancor. Now this this is a something that I had previously made a commitment that i was going to jump in and support no matter what it was we kind of thought that it would be the rancor we've got the upcoming return of the jedi anniversary and we've seen them go down these celebratory paths with all of these big ot movies as at what is it the 30th anniversary 25th anniversary whatever it is 30th 40th i think actually sorry is coming up they're doing big year-long focus around those those films and the Rancor seemed like, okay, sure, let's do it. Now that it's in front of me, this thing is wild. Like, the sculpting on it is crazy. <laughs> 45 points of articulation. It stands about a foot and a half tall. It's got, like, a 42-inch wingspan, like, finger to finger when he set. This thing is all arms. 
And I gotta say, you know, I haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. It's about, I guess as we will do a live kind of update here. So it needs 9,000 backers to get funded. And like, that's the concept of these HasLab projects as well. These are crowdfunding. The only way it will get made is if it meets its target backers by a certain date. So this, the cool thing about this is that it allows us to get these wild and crazy pieces for our collections, but it's not overly dependent on shelf space and this being in store for what will be almost $430 Canadian, $350 US. That's never going to sell. Like we looked at the Black Series stuff before, the TIE Fighter. I have it. I regret buying it, but I have it. But it was only $125. And this thing is three times that. So this whole crowdfunding thing, I like this to be honest with you. And before I do anything crazy here on the podcast, what are you guys' thoughts on Hazab in general? We're seeing it really ramp up here with three different projects going to be running more or less concurrently through what is generally an expensive time of year for most of us when it comes to the holidays. And this stuff isn't going to be in our laps, in our rooms, until spring of 23. So a year and a half to get this, and you're putting out a good chunk of change here early on to get this backed. Carlos, Haslab is do you like the concept that they're putting out here and I, like Mattel's doing this with Mattel creates and so this isn't unique mm-hmm. to Hasbro and the crowdfunding isn't a, a new idea but it's newer in the toy space I don't know if you threw out the Mattel thing because the Mattel creates this week is the the Batmobile from the Batman oh is it so I, I don't know if that was a, <laughs> yeah I don't know if that was a, a I didn't catch subtle, that <laughs> subtle hint but uh I think it's pretty cool and like while they have the the three or four of them going right now at least they're spread out over different lines and i don't know anybody that collects the the gi joe stuff and the star wars stuff um and the ghostbusters Mm -hmm. stuff all concurrently hardcore so maybe it's it's spread out enough but i think it's it's cool that you give these things an opportunity to exist uh without having to uh, straddle a retailer with trying to move these big expensive products kind of thing so yeah it's neat and you know the the few that we've had so far have paid off for the backers because inevitably when people start getting these things in hand it seems the folks that decided to pass all of a sudden decide that they want them and the additional figures and whatnot that they put out with them tiered up yeah 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 the tiered figures like those seem to sell for a premium on ebay and the the actual products themselves, I, I know like that that barge, everybody thought it was ridiculous. And I've got a couple buddies outside of you guys that were pretty big Star Wars fans saying like, this is so stupid, like who can store this thing and yada, yada, yada. I didn't think it would get backed and funded. It did. And now it's pretty coveted, like mm-hmm. tons of people are looking for it and it's hard to come by. So yeah, it, it's it's kind of a neat thing. And uh, as long as you're aware that it's coming out and want to put your put your dollars down, yeah, it's cool. And hopefully the products are good premium type product, and and off you go. Yeah, and it's the the whole concept too around the the different tiers they get back. Like this this Rancor in particular needs nine thousand backers, and I'm assuming they'll be at eleven thousand backer mark where you know you could get another Black Series. A Rancor keeper seems like a must. <laughs> for this figure if it does get back and you get to that next tier maybe a luke with a big giant bone or something to that effect a twilight maybe 
gets once you get further back in. We saw those tiers getting reached with the Galactus, with the Silver Surfer, and the other Herald, and the head swaps, and and so this they make it attractive. And the way I'm looking at it with the Rancor is, yeah, it's four hundred and something dollars for me right now, but as those tiers are getting reached, it's knocking fifty dollars per figure, just retail price for the most part off of that. So that Rancor to me gets cheaper and cheaper once we get to those levels of backing. And we're looking at 45 days to back this. It's got 3,638 backers at this moment of the targeted 9,000. So it's getting close, not quite there, but it's almost halfway back within the first couple of days. And yes, you're going to have that big influx towards the start of it. And you're going to see it peter out here until they start teasing stuff, what's next and all that to get people going on it. But the concept in general, I, I'm I'm there for because to me it's, it's a pass or it's a go, right? You're given that choice and you can make that decision, right? And I, I kind of like that. Troy, is the Rancor, is there any chance that you're going to back this thing or is it just too damn big? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's too big and too gross. It looks too good. I mean, it just looks too gross. And Return of the Jedi was a hard movie for me to watch as a kid. I didn't eat too much after that film. So um, I'm going to pass on that one. But no, I love uh, the Haslabs. Like, I love what they do with this, with back with the barge that they had, and mm-hmm. obviously the Galactus and the Sentinel, and now the Rancor. And uh, like you said, Tim, I think it's dope because it's like, if you want to do this, then go all in. And if you don't, then it's just not for you. So I don't really think there's any room for complaints when it comes to these things. If it's like a Galactus, like I thought I was a Galactus fan. Clearly, I wasn't as much of a fan as I thought I was, because else I would have bought that thing, right? So, and I think he looks great, and I think uh, our boy, uh, yeah, Goody, he has the uh, the Sentinels, and like, and and Ryan as well. I think he got two of those, and when you look at those figures, it's just like, oh my goodness, um, Galactus was thir- is thirty two inches, you know, yeah, and we see his heralds next beside him, and you could have Silver Surfer like you know hovering on above his hand, you know, it's it's such a cool look. And uh, I just can't wait to see the toyography come out of the Rancor because you mentioned it like a Twilic. If we get one of those, oh, and Luke with the bone, it's just going to be, it's going to be pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And, and the cool thing is too, is like, yeah, they're pretty expensive, but um, you know, with a hot toy, you got to worry about the fabric of some things and over posing them. But with this guy, he's, he's plastic. So you can every day go and fiddle with this figure and, and change them and, uh, and not feel like you're gonna break something now you can get um, right so down on your knees and, and give him a hug and you get his arms right around you right around <laughs> no your kidding. shoulders too man you, you put him in the car seat <laughs> you know you take him around yeah. with you so uh <laughs> it's it, it's cool so i i really like what they're gonna do and you know what for me i'm really curious to see like what's next like what's the next mm-hmm. like a crate dragon like where are we gonna go it's uh it's gotta it's, be mando it's, it's crazy it's gotta be mando yeah so yeah but yeah guys i gotta i gotta put you both on notice right now i'm gonna back the rancor in this episode as we speak i've got all of my details filled in i get free shipping so here we go i'm going to be backer what i say 3639 or something to that effect i'm going to push the button right now do i got your guys support on this one full support yeah, all you then oh yeah and you know it's real folks because his internet blanked out for just a second on this <laughs> side because yeah. it needed that horsepower <laughs> to push Push through the pulse. Here we go. Credit <laughs> card is site. Yeah. Credit card is in. There it is. Boom. Backed. Rancor. Here we come. What is it? Spring Shoot. 2023. The nerd room. We will have a Rancor. <laughs> That's amazing. I, I, this is almost as special as when you guys all 
declared you're pregnant at the same time. It's like we bring a new baby into the into the family. It's gonna weigh more than my child. <laughs> all right, there it is. So by my thing to all of you Black Series collectors, all you Star Wars collectors out there, if you don't want to do this, that's cool. But I want to see the positivity online. I want to see people that are backing this. I want to similar campaign to the back the barge and the razor crest and all this. I think this is a great way for community to come together, support something cool, because if this doesn't get back, there's not a great chance we're going to get any more Black Series HasLab stuff for quite some time. So this is the metric. This is the bar, the hurdle that we need to get over as a community to ensure that we do get Troy's Crate Dragon, this four-foot-long thing sitting in his nerd room down the road. We need these giant, crazy, very cool and unique pieces because... In another 30 years when, or maybe longer, hopefully longer actually, when our kids are cleaning everything out and they pick it up and they say, why? Why is there a foot and a half tall (laughs) Rancor with this 42-inch wingspan? Why am I cleaning this out of here? That's what I'm looking forward to. (laughs) Not in 30 years. I got to give myself a little bit more. Totally waiting for my kids to be down here and just be like, you know what? I can't even be bothered to sell it. Yeah. Uh, so there it is there is the rancor purchase backed and i hope you guys will do the same and join me in this quest so that we can pine and wait and hopefully get that rancor keeper at a minimum i want to see it here i want to be a part of this that's why i did it was a big reason i want to be part of the first nine thousand, and i have full confidence that we'll get there as a community so there it is actually i just want to just to clarify did is Troy now committed if to make a crate dragon that he has to buy this thing? I think so. <laughs> I think so. Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> that, that that thing would be the size of a man. Yeah, it's, gonna, it's gonna be huge. It's gonna be absolutely huge. It's gonna be like Dune. <laughs> <laughs> and it comes with a whole bunch of sand people. <laughs> oh man! Looking forward to that. So let's let's talk about the rest of, of Hasbro PulseCon here outside of the Hasbro. The Hasbro stuff was was very exciting, and I now I have to go explain to my wife why I just spent four hundred dollars on a piece of plastic. But that is a conversation for a future Tim. So let's talk about some of this other stuff. I, w- I want to get into the Marvel because Marvel was was very exciting. I Marvel they're always doing something different because they have the comic stream and they have the movie stream, and I find that that always keeps me guessing as to what they're going to drop. And it also makes it easier for me because I have a hard line between the comic stuff and the MCU stuff. I'm a diehard MCU collector and I'm able to put aside some of this comic stuff. But when they have reveals like they did this past week at Hasbro PulseCon, I sometimes question that hard line. And I really start to think, am I going to walk over that from time to time here? And I think for some of this stuff, I will. So I want to talk about the animated series X-Men stuff. Troy, you've been collecting this for quite some time now. And I did not realize that we did not have a yellow suit animated series Wolverine yet. Is that true? Is that the case? Is this the first time we're seeing this figure in this line? Uh, yes and no. So we, we have, we've had the yellow suit done two times. Well, even three times, one with the Hulk, um, mm. one standalone, um, and then one with the uh, the love triangle wave with uh, okay, yeah. Cyclops 
and and Jean. But what they're doing here is um, it's stylized, so it's actually mm-hmm. cell shaded to go with like the actual cartoon. Oh, so if you look at uh, like the three D model of Wolverine, you'll see like there's slight hues and like um, shadow effects throughout his costume. So it is very um, reminiscent of the animated series. They really capture that look. Him and Jubilee as mm-hmm. well. So it's a really cool look. Um, going off the model, it looks like it's the exact same buck. But his ears are more of like the animated. They're a lot longer okay. and pronounced. So it's a, it's a cool look. But I got to get credit to my boy Carlos because like, I was telling him in the DMs. I remember a while back, Carlos was talking about Marvel Legends when we got him in. We got him in the game. And he's like, <laughs> I would love to see the Marvel Legends kind of adapt more of like the DC like designer series where they will um, kind of feature like different artists, like a Jim Lee looking Batman and and what have you. And um, and here they've, they've kind of done that, at least not from the comic side, but the, the most beloved you know, animated series when it comes to Marvel, the X-Men line. And I think that's so cool and so telling of what they're doing here. And who doesn't love the X-Men animated series? So I think this is a big win for, 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 uh, for Hasbro doing this because they've pumped out a lot of the X-Men stuff. It, it seems to do okay. I have seen some of the X-Men stuff still in the pegs, but everybody loves like the tiger striped Wolverine from the animated series. I think this is a a must have. If you have any love for the X-Men, this is a must have. Wicked. And I love the box art, like the VHS covers yeah. that it comes in. That to me is almost a buy. And I don't buy any oh, yeah. X-Men stuff. I don't buy any comic or animated series stuff. But when they revealed that was the card art, basically, this VHS style. Whoa, that is oh, cool, man. It's going to look so cool on a shelf. Have some of those stacked up with the X-Men sitting oh, yeah. in front. Because those are they're like emulating the, the was it Pizza Hut? That had the VHS tapes. What was it that had the VHS tapes that you get? I just I remember going to like my blockbuster. Buy. Yeah, I thought you could yeah. rent them. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that volumes, right? A, mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 and you get like six or eight episodes on there or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, like I have such fond memories of that cartoon. Like my buddy and I just loved it, and we'd collect like the Toy Biz figures or whatever. Or, like I would do Batman the animated series, and then we'd hunt the X Men for him. But. um we had two VCRs and so we would tape the X-Men episodes on Fox kids. And then I would, he was the big X-Men honk. And so I would do the tape to tape thing and I would make him X-Men VHS cassettes, cutting out all the commercials and stuff. So it was just the episodes and (laughs) in sequential order. Cause that show had like a continuity to it. Right. It wasn't uh, anthology style. Mm -hmm. So I would make the, the videos in proper order and then I would actually make him covers. So I'd make like a spine oh, and draw like no. little profiles for each of the characters. Oh. So like Cyclops' visor and close. And then volume two is like Gambit's hand holding the cards and then little covers and stuff. So, wow. Yeah. Man. I, I definitely got to buy at least like the Wolverine from this line. Like Wolverine, Cyclops, and Gambit would oh, be the, the three gosh. big ones mm-hmm. for me. I hope that they re-release them with, the, yeah. with these cards. Like I think that that's a huge missed opportunity to just do it with Wolverine and Jubilee here. Just those VHS style. And I'd like oh, to see yeah, them go the whole e- line. Yeah, even deeper with that, right? Like, there's so much yeah. they could do with this cover. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I need Cable. psych with those yellow gloves. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> so much potential Jubilee. here. So much yeah. potential. And continue to look back at the retro stuff. Retro six-inch line is continuing. We have a Scarlet Witch, a White Vision, and on the Spider-Man side of thing, we have the Venom. Is the, Carlos, was the Venom a reveal, or do we know that was coming? For the, like the retro yes. card guys, yeah. no, that was that was that was a, a full reveal. Okay, I could... but I think the venom that they announced is like the three, 
and three quarter. They did both. Venom, isn't it? They did both. They did both. Yeah. So the six. Shoot! I didn't even made. know they did. Both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Six okay, inch, I missed that in the got, flurry. Yeah. The six inch you already um pre-ordered that guy from the from the animated series. You got that guy. Oh, okay. Out. So that that's so we knew about yeah. him a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so on the six inch scale, oh, yeah, okay, man, I, that was the one that I like. I put in the hurried phone yeah. call to EB Games when I got that number. Got that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now I remember. Yeah. I thought that that was because I think there was a convention exclusive with a fancy box. I'm not sure if the one you ordered is coming yes. with that fancy box or whatever. So I couldn't tell because they had said, oh, it's a convention exclusive. And I was thinking in my head, ah, was this a reveal here? Because this feels like it's something I've seen before. So, okay, that one is that one is a, a repack, if you will the fancy Hazard Pulse Con box. But we also got the Scarlet Witch and the White Vision. And I tossed this to Grabs online. He's like, yep, I need to buy two of those Scarlet Witches. <laughs> so it's it's good to see that they're continuing with that retro in that six-inch scale. I've only got the cap, but I think it's cool. It's really appropriate right now to have Scarlet Witch and White Vision coming off of uh, WandaVision here. It's, it's a perfect time or a great time for those figures. So the retro is growing, and then he's also got these three and three-quarter-inch retros as well. Mm. Now, this one was something. You get Wolverine, and you get a Phoenix Jean Grey, and you've got Venom. Man, toy companies are pursuing you right now, Carlos. <laughs> oh, I know. Like, the, like I've been trying to stay away from those, like, three and three-quarter inch on the retro card. Mm-hmm. And, like, Troy hooked me up with the sweet gray Hulk in the unpunched box. I was like, sweet. That's, like, I don't have a Hulk in the gray Hulk look in my collection. I can just have him. But then you hit me with that venom, and he's got like the Todd McFarlane no tongue type of look <laughs> with just the teeth. Oh, and the I there's something about venom on a pink background, and that's exactly what they did mm-hmm. on this box with the black and the blue accents on him. The pink, like, I gotta have like a pile of these things. I would yeah. wallpaper a wall with that freaking <laughs> figure. Like, it, it's just a cool looking box with a cool looking venom. Like, I love it. So, yeah, I'll be buying him, and yeah. I'd, I don't even know how many of the stupid other Venom I bought. So <laughs> Just kind of blacked yeah. out. <laughs> oh, like I bought three the first day when I phoned in, and then I went in, and I think I ordered another two. And then, yeah, I know there was at least two other times that I went in, so who don't, maybe we'll do like a giveaway or something. <laughs> Just, Just so many Venom. <laughs> There's so many, man. I'm, I'm worse than the guys making those movies with the symbiotes everywhere. <laughs> Just dropping them all over the place. Really, nearly. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh shoot there's a red one <laughs> uh, and then troy before i get your comments here on the retro stuff the other wave of retro stuff they're doing is some 20th anniversary i don't know if it's the 20th anniversary of toy biz or, or hasbro getting licensed or whatever it is but they're doing an iron man and a cap and we had seen the cap mm. a week or two ago but we got the full reveal of what the card art looks like and it's kind of a throwback to the clamshell toy biz looking stuff and you've got a cap and the Iron Man. You've got these really nice wall backings or display backings for fig photography. The cap is it's a nice throwback. You got his his cowl coming down a little bit there, his, his cover, and you've got the the shield has some bullet sort of stylization to it. So they're both looking pretty cool too. Now, Troy, this whole retro stuff. So going from mm. this 20th anniversary, the retro Scarlet Witch White Vision. And also the three and three quarter inch. Any of this stuff enticing you enough that you're gonna be kind of doing the pre-order or just waiting for the stuff to drop into stores? Oh yeah. So so for these, I, I cool my heels and I get them in stores. Yeah. Um, 
I, I found out with the three and three quarter they hit here pretty hard. Mm-hmm. That Wolverine, that Jean Grey, I'm all over. Like the three three quarter line, I love. Like I've never been one of those kind of guys, but when it comes to like this retro Kenner look, I'm just a massive sucker for them. So like I'm gonna get the Venom, gonna get Wolverine, <laughs> gonna get Jean Grey, hundred percent. They look amazing. Um, yeah, the Venom obviously too. Like the retro Spider Man one looks fantastic. But for me, man, um, I love. Love this Captain America, yeah, 20th anniversary Marvel Legends. Um, harping back to the um, well, the Toy Biz era because mm-hmm. with, with the card back, right? This cap to me is the best looking comic accurate Captain America. He looks he looks wicked like Steve Rogers' face. You get like the cowl kind of thing with uh, without the mask on, you get the effects all over the shield. His body is much like the last um, Captain America comic accurate Captain America mm-hmm. we got, like the dark blue, yep. Um, but this one here is like comic accurate because you got like the light blue plus you get the straps for the shield on the back and he just looks so good. You get the pointing hand like when I saw this figure, I was like, I, I need this guy. The Iron Man, um, I think anybody that's kind of missed the opportunity with certain Iron Mans, this is the time to pick him up because I feel like they're going to move away from this Iron Man because this is like the fourth time we've yeah. gotten this kind of Iron Man. But you get like that cool '70s like porno looking stash. Yeah, um, that that head sculpt. Tony something. Tony Stark. <laughs> like, there's something going on there. But um, he he he's cool. He, he's pretty cool. Like I like the 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 reactor, like the shading that they added there, and it's overall good looking figure. I've just I've, I'm Tonyed out. I got a lot of Iron mm-hmm. Mans, but um, that Captain America to me is is something really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, man. No, every, everything from he is hitting. I'm getting all of this, yeah, <laughs> except the, the Iron Man. The best yeah. part about the Captain America reveal was the the designer or the head guy there. He said, "I know I put holes in Captain America's shield. I know that you guys don't like that, but I'm sure you have another shield somewhere. If you're that upset about it, that <laughs> you can go and replace the Captain right? America shield." With. He's like, "We're doing this for effects to add something different." That's hilarious. <laughs> Good for him, man. Good for him. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, <laughs> the yeah, and speaking about Captain America here, the last set of figures that we got revealed were from the MCU, which made me very happy. We got a Captain America two-pack. We got Sam Wilson and Steve Rogers. Steve Rogers from Endgame, Sam Wilson from Falcon and Winter Soldier, both Captain America versions. The Sam Wilson is a repack from the recent Disney Plus wave that we got. No wings, but we get a first-time-in-the-line ungoggled Sam Wilson head to go on to this Captain America. And we also got Captain America Endgame, Steve Rogers. Again, it's a repack from the Worthy Cap, the Walmart exclusive, but it does not have Mjolnir. So that sculpt is awesome. That's a wicked figure. It's it's kind of a shame, if I'm going to pull a little bit of downer on this, that the wings aren't in that pack with Falcon and that Captain America Steve Rogers doesn't come with Mjolnir. He does have a new head sculpt that comes with him more that end game Captain America or Steve Rogers look. So the head sculpts are the only new pieces, the two extra head sculpts in this set, which this one I'm going to wait on. I'll probably eventually get it, but I would say that this was probably a for sure buy for a lot of people. If the wings were in with Sam Wilson, Captain America, I know you, you probably feel that way, Carlos. Oh yeah. hundred percent. That's where Mm -hmm. I'm at with it. If the wings were in there, I would guaranteed buy it. Like Molnir would have been a nice touch, but, yeah, it's just it's just irritating that they didn't include the wings because it's like you've made them already. Mm-hmm. You you don't have to do anything in the wings. You've owned them like you you've held them in your hands. It don't seem to me like there'd be something that be 
very expensive to make. To, and so. to be honest with you, everyone that's going to buy those Disney Plus figures for the Build-A-Figure, like if you're trying to entice people with the Build-A-Figure pieces, they've already bought them by the time this pack comes out, right? There's no new clientele that you're going to be missing out on because they've waited for this pack. Maybe a few people, but to be honest with you, the, those of us that wanted that have already purchased those figures. So Yeah, or you know what? It's a new pack. Just put some battle damage if you yeah, want to do something exactly. to differentiate yeah. it or or something. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I, I don't know. I kind of have a strong line in the sand where if I'm buying Sam Wilson Captain America, he's got to have the shield and he's got to <laughs> yeah. have the wings. So. It's got to be the full figure, right? Yeah. You can't just be the, the guy at the end of the movie that's given that, that great speech. He's got to be the guy that's flying or at the end of the show. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So, but they did make up for it, and this is where we're gonna go to you, Troy, to comments on both of these. They made up for it here for me in this updated Winter Soldier figure. Man, yeah. the original one is okay, not great. It's okay, but this second one that they're now releasing, this is meant to be a flashback Captain America or Falcon and the Winter Soldier figure. So it's not actually from the Winter Soldier. It's meant to be a flashback. So it's the same thing, but updated head sculpt the body looks better he even made a comment when he's talking about this is that and we talked about this lots guys about them getting concept art and them having to make the first pass off a of concept art and it's not always the best so they like to go back and revisit and re-release updated versions of these figures and troy you agree with me here you know we don't get the goggles which i think is okay just the face mask and the unmasked bucky mm -hmm. but this is an awesome figure we get the guns back the knives we're, we're full steam ahead on that to represent the winter soldier the way he needs to be but what are your thoughts on these mcu releases um okay so i guess i'll start uh with the worst so i'll go to the captain america and the captain america dual pack um the sam wilson and the steve i think this is a really weird missed opportunity like you guys already said it the, the wings that that blows my mind that they didn't give us the wings and i feel like you can find this Falcon anywhere. Why not just give us the Falcon costume from the beginning of the season? Like they haven't made that figure. So mm -hmm. why would not you just, just pack him and Steve, um, Tim, I know you're going to feel me on this one. Give us the first Avenger costume, man. That's, yeah. that's the one we should have gone. I know why they did this. Cause a lot of people couldn't get their hands on the exclusive mm -hmm. end game. But in that case, then just make it a double pack of two Steve's one with the end game, the finish and one with the beginning. Oh, the come on. <laughs> like it's just I don't I like that's such a missed opportunity. It's uh it blows my mind. So um I'm kind of a little bummed about that one. I, I got I think I got two of these end games, so I'm good. But um yeah, the wings is a weird one. But the best one here, man, is the one you just talked about, Bucky. Mm -hmm. Bucky is amazing. I think he he stole the show for me. I feel like that face sculpt, both of them yes. are absolutely incredible. It's a figure that I never got because I came in a little late. Yeah, I think you got him, what, 2014? Yeah. yeah, 2014. Yeah, so I came a little late to him, but uh, seeing what they've done here, he's by far, looking at this guy, it's, the fa it's my favorite Bucky. Like, oh, that yeah. is Winter Soldier to me. <laughs> and um, even the poses they came correct yes. on with this guy. He just looks, <laughs> right? Like, he has got a presence to so him. Good. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I I could hear, like, that score, you know, that coming off screaming? of us. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just he looks really good. The weapons are there. So, Carlos, I know you're all about that guy, too. Um, man, I'm just going to have a blast with this guy. So, I can't wait to get my hands on on him. But I think overall, it's a, it's a really good show. I just um, I just had some criticisms over that dual pack of, yeah. uh, of Sam and Steve. Yeah, and I... But I, I also get it at the same time. I totally get it. 
But I just, I guess I just really want that uh, first Avengers. Yeah, <laughs> I hear you, America man. real bad. I hear you. <laughs> Bit of a missed opportunity, but made up with uh, the Winter Soldier there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So Definitely. let's move on before we're going to have a, I think a bit of a shortened our weekend nerd because I just had my weekend nerd about 10 minutes ago with a Rancor purchase. <laughs> but speaking about Star Wars and purchasing here, we got a whole other set of Black Series figures that are going to be coming out this spring, a lot focused around the Mandalorian. And so we got a first look at, I think, five or six new figures here. So we got, this is in the Black Series six inch scale. We got another Mando and Grogu pack with the big spider and some winter wash from that season two episode we've got Cobb Vanth who's coming at us from Tatooine with that red tunic and the Boba Fett armor which I think looks awesome we got Boba Fett from our first interaction with him so pre-armor kind of that cloaked look when we get him just going all Boba Fett in that show or that episode directed by Robert Rodriguez. We've got Miggs Mayfield, who is, what's his name? Bill Burr. It's a character here. We've got just a, uh, what looks to be a trooper head swap. We get Bill Burr's head popped on top of uh, maybe like a mud trooper from the, the solo wave or whatever it is. And then they announced today, I think, or it was yesterday maybe, we're getting the client as well um, from season one. So we're getting okay. a whole bunch of, black series mando figures this is a big focus for the the black series going forward given that we're ramping up towards boba fett mando season three and the disney plus stuff is getting a lot of figure time here so carlos i know that you and the family are going to be coming home with probably quite a few of these (laughs) yeah that that mando grogu's like i i hate that episode just because I watched it so many <laughs> times. Like I think from the day it dropped until the next episode, it was on in my house like twenty four seven, like <laughs> ridiculous. So I was just sick of it. But with that comes the obligatory Black Series purchase yes. of the figures, and then Boba. I know she was trying to hold tight for mm-hmm. the armored look. It's coming. Uh, it's coming of Boba. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure waiting so long that if we see this guy on the peg that will be grabbing that boba as well. But uh, I was happy to see that she, she was cool with the Timmy, the Oliphant <laughs> didn't have to shell out for him. And then the client, there's no way that she's going to want that guy anywhere near any of the groves. <laughs> so should be safe on him too. Oh, that's, that's awesome. <laughs> so you're batting about 50% here. I think I'm pretty much all in as they come on the pegs. I didn't, I don't pre-order any of this stuff from Hasbro Pulse or whatever, but um troy man what's what's the uh yeah. what's the actual acquisitions looking like for you on these black series reveals from pulse gone oh they, they they look fantastic um the mando line is gonna be huge i think that's mm-hmm. gonna be a wave that just flies off the off the shelves but for me i'm all in on um on Cobb Banth. i think he yes. looks incredible he looks like without the helmet he looks amazing it's, it's another one for our boy jared out there he's gonna definitely get his hands on mm-hmm. the the two of them uh also with the uh, like the monk looking sand desert yeah uh <laughs> boba fett right um they both look absolutely amazing i can't wait to get my hands on them I, i'm kind of like you i don't know if i'm gonna pre-order them i, I mean maybe i'll uh see what eb can mm-hmm. do for me and i'll <laughs> give them a shout but um i think i think it's a win for star wars man i think they they came through i think they came pretty correct that, that i know that price point is kind of something else but um <laughs> yeah the face sculpts of uh, the face oh. sculpts have come a long way 
Man. Like a long way. Just looking right now at some of these images, like Timothy Oliphant just looks. I don't know if it necessarily looks exactly like him, but he looks good. Like yes. it looks like a really good looking figure. And um, yeah, I, I can't wait to get my hands on those two guys. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that too. I'm, I'm kind of sitting in the same space with the Cobb Vanth. I think him and the Winter Soldier for me took Hasbro Pulsecon. Those are the two Definitely. figures that stick out to me the most as being like, yes, these are two for sure buys. And hopefully not that that $45 Walmart exclusive price tag on that Cobb Vanth. Because holy jeez, we're going to play the cooler on these ones a little bit here, Hasbro. Yeah. But... You're right in saying, man, they're they're coming. They're coming with the heat here. And I'm okay to sit on these for a little while, right? Like, they will come. They will arrive. Whether we find them secondhand, whether you find them in the stores, they are going to come. And they're not going to shortchange us on these, right? This is, like, the biggest franchise or one of the biggest franchises in the world. And I'm speaking just, like, of The Mandalorian, not of Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like, The Mando is massive, and it's only going to get bigger. And so we're going to get so many more Mandalorian and Grogu repacks. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> with the slight washes on them but i'm okay with that because guess what you could pass on them you don't need them it's fine yeah yeah we already got like we got mando and grogu and then we got muddy yeah. mando and grogu and now we got frosty yeah. mando and grogu but we only, we've only gotten like two cara dunes what's up with that yeah <laughs> yeah troy wants his cara dune hasbro <laughs> we got to wait for the recast yeah right the lucy yes, lawless exactly Cara-Dune. the xeno warrior princess <laughs> And so for those vintage collectors, there is there was a whole bunch of stuff revealed there as well. We've got there's a Cantina set and uh, a Navarro set and a Reverend Flute tree, uh, Flute, Fleet Trooper pack, I should say, doing some of these. And there's uh, an Anakin, a, a Mace, and a Soka, and Obi-Wan. So lots of stuff coming out there. So Star Wars coming in a big way. They did some pipeline reveals for the Black Series. We're going to get Princess Leia from Return of the Jedi. And we're going to get, uh, there's, uh, I believe, another Mandalorian coming and a New Republic security droid. So lots of stuff coming. We're going to start to see Return of the Jedi take it a, a prominent focus, I think, of the Black Series in tandem or concurrently with the Mandalorian, of course. So lots to look forward to from Hasbro, whether it's Ghostbusters, G.I. Joe, HasLab. Oh, I'm feeling that that wallet right now, that burn. But Black Series, it's all coming, guys. I thoroughly enjoyed Hasbro PulseCon. And uh, it just set us up for more success in 2022 and then also to 2023 with the with the HasLab stuff. So that with all that being said, let's jump over for a quick R Week in Nerd. All right, guys. Like I said just a few minutes ago, my, my Week in Nerd, I saved all that powder for that Rancor purchase. So I actually... Didn't do much this week. I did go up to Marty's. I did peruse a little, but I left empty-handed except for my comic books. But what you guys get up to? You know, the, was was there a big purchase? Was it a cool week coming off a of DC fandom, coming off a of Hasbro PulseCon, all the craziness around McFarlane and the Batman? Goddamn Batman! What what did you get up to? Come on. Honestly, my weekend nerd, like a significant portion of it was taken up just watching that trailer yeah. <laughs> over and over and just basking in its glory and i'm not i'm not even fronting man like i watched it an obscene amount of times and in fact today i had to go to the office and i had like the withdrawal <laughs> i was like what the what the hell like why am i kind of out of sorts right now because i need to watch the batman trailer <laughs> got home watched it i was cool again um yeah no it was a pretty chill week for me 
Uh, probably the one thing that I'll boost is uh, Batman the Imposter. So we get, it had come out, I think it's come out two weeks ago now, but uh, I hadn't had a chance to read it. And so fandom comes, Sunday morning rolls around, nursing a hangover through watching the Batman trailer over and over <laughs> and over again. And then, uh, yeah, I grabbed this book and decided to give it a read. And it's written by one of the screenwriters for the Batman. It's got gorgeous art. And it's a black uh, label book. And it's going to be three issues long. And it is, without it officially being a The Batman tie-in book, it is a The Batman tie-in book. It is 100% got that Pattinson Batman costume. And the versions of the characters that they introduce us to over the course of the book are ones that we've never seen before. So could conceivably be... Um, ones that could be implanted into that Pattinson Reeve uh, version of Gotham City. So it's a, a high, high, high recommend for me. This is a Bruce Wayne in a mindset that we've never seen, a Batman operating like we've never seen before. And I, I couldn't believe how much I love this book. Like like I said, I was nursing a hangover mm -hmm. and it obliterated that thing. Because I was totally into it. And yeah, if you're riding high after that, trailer and looking forward to the movie i can't recommend this one enough it'll kind of bridge that gap for you a little bit and and off we go and then aside from that i i got something cooking but it's one of those things that i don't want to it's been so long percolating i don't want to karmically wreck anything <laughs> so I, until like it's in like in, in the city or in my hands yeah not uh not gonna put it out there but it is it is pretty Big time, and actually, kind of something special for for me, and like the it's got a bit of a the nerd room connection to it too. Wonderful. So see what happens. Yeah, so it'll be cool. It'll be cool, but I, I don't want to count any chickens before they hatch. But they do seem to be hatching, based on how things are a lot. We so. we can't. <laughs> want to draw. There's a lot of little little eggs hatching everywhere <laughs> all the time in in our respective nerd rooms. So so Troy, man, what did uh, what did you get up to this week? Nothing. Nothing at all. All I did was uh, was video game out. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to see the Batman trailer on the big screen like Carlos <laughs> over here. Two times I saw the original on the big screen. But um, no, man, the comics. I, uh, I finally finished um, Last Ronin, uh, number four. And um, it, it's pretty cool. It's solid. You know what? It's not as good as the last three. It's probably the weakest one of all of them. But I'm expecting for a big finish. So we'll see whenever that next book comes out in like two mm -hmm. months. But, what's uh, the what's that, what's the number on the arc? Is there is it like six issues or is it an ongoing? Uh, I think it must be six. Originally, I thought it was gonna be four because it seemed like they're kind of doing something each issue. Um, mm -hmm. but the book's been so delayed, so I'd imagine they're gonna cap it off at six because they're they're starting to kill off some people two at a time now, as opposed to one at a time. <laughs> so I imagine it's gonna finish off at six. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping for a trade on that one. That'd be a good way to do it because mm -hmm. honestly, I feel like this book will be so it's good, but I feel like you need to read it all in one go yeah. just to get that full effect. Yeah. Especially with yeah. the delays. Yeah. Especially with the delays. Yeah. It's huge. But yeah, man, I just kept it comic centric. Uh, I did that. I did the X-Men. I did the other like mainline Ninja Turtles book as well. And uh, no, they've all been good. I need to get Batman 89 number three though. I went to uh, my one shop and it wasn't there. So I gotta, I gotta find that one again. 
shoot man that's that a one. good issue too I, yeah I really I should, like you're one. telling me you're telling me that's what made me want to go out there and get it so and i you know what and i found i didn't realize i had a uh, batman what's the one jace what's it called again i am batman i am batman yeah. yeah i had the zero issue i didn't know that so i actually went back and read that and um it adds a lot more to <laughs> issue one and i already liked issue one so uh i'm digging that run i'm really digging it man it's, yeah, it's a great book man it is great book it is. I think when it's all said and done, it'll be great as a reader to read from start to finish. Not necessarily in the order that we've gotten him, but in the order mm-hmm. that you should read him in. From his origin, leading all the way up to Future State. I think it's going to be pretty cool just to see that character grow. Yeah, like, like the, if I have a complaint about the next Batman, it's his rollout um, was kind of handcuffed because of like how they presented Future State, which in retrospect was cool. Yeah. Because it got you to buy into... Your Jace Fox, your John Kent, your Yara Fleur, all these characters and where they're going. Yeah. And Future State Gotham, for that matter of fact. So that that was cool. But then with just kind of the weird uh, delays of waiting for Tinian to finish his thing and then where they were going with the books and arcs finishing off, like you can tell there's a few spots where Ridley had to tread water yeah. with <laughs> getting Jace up to speed because it's like, I got to just, for no other reason, just kind of hit calendar dates type of thing but yeah now that it's going i feel you man yeah i feel you dc Don't comics man yes, hitting, on, hitting on everything i looked at that imposter that you you mentioned there too carlos and i was like ah do i buy this right now and then you dm me you're like dude you have to buy this <laughs> oh yeah man like legit like i'm not fronting but like you're the batman hype is like neck and neck with mine Neck and neck. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. So I'm I'll probably surprised you didn't run out and grab that Lego. To be honest, ah, it's tempting. You know, if I see it, if I walk by the price point, it's like forty bucks, man. That's that's reasonable. For I'm sure it's not like a huge piece, but it's pretty damn cool. So... It is pretty cool. Like you push the engine down and the stuff like pops up from the front. Oh, really? Not uh... <laughs> just like in the tra- in that first trailer, like when he's just revving the car. Yeah. Uh... Oh man, that's something else. Something else. Well, I'm glad that we all actually had well. Kind of a small week. <laughs> My week got really big <laughs> a little bit ago, but it's it's nice to to cool off here because I feel like as we go into the holiday season here and we get our next set of waves coming out, McFarland dropped one I think during this record, and then there's inevitably going to be another gonna one. Check his Facebook. <laughs> Yeah. It's going to be funny because we're going to check it and there's actually going to be something there one of these times I say that. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Like, man, I was sitting reading that imposter book and I get a DM from our boy Chris Evans saying, hey, did you see this? And like Uncle Todd's like, hey, this piece of Jim Lee, the Batman art, I made this too. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, where did this come from? Is this a figure? No, it's just like this 12-inch like statue thing that he made. Yeah, of course. But <laughs> after he drops, like literally the trailer comes out for that movie and he drops the figure away. I was just like, who does this? Uncle Todd. Uncle Todd. <laughs> so that wraps it up for us this week. We had a lot of fun. We snuck in a movie review, got to talk about some toys. Michael B. and Val Zod. We got to talk about Anakin Skywalker in Star Wars again. Unbelievable week, guys. And we hope you have enjoyed it. If you have any thoughts and opinions that you want to throw our way, you can always email us at nerdroom at gmail.com. You can find everything that we do over the nerdroom.net. The hunt is real. Even when it's quiet, it is still happening over on Instagram at the nerdrm. You can check our collections out there. What we're finding in the stores, we're getting offline. What we're just buying off Kachichi here and there. You know, there's always something happening. 
in the background. So go over there. Give us a follow. Give us a check out our YouTube page. I'm going to start throwing this in at the end here too. Go over and check that out. We're trying to build that content out. We're trying to get that subscriber base up there. We're having some cool stuff dropping over the next couple of days. Guardians of the Galaxy game. Just throwing that one out there as a tease. I've got a Ghostbuster collection video coming out here to coincide with the drop of Afterlife. We've got some live streams coming up. So go check that. Like we're having some fun over there, building out that content, that video stuff, and, and leaning a bit more into the toys there as well. And what else do I usually say? Twitter. That's where we like to hang out, have these discussions, debate, throw toys, whatever at each other. So come find us there. Our handles are at the end of the episode so with all that being said guys another crazy week in nerd behind us and lots more in front of us that i i just can't wait to discuss with you guys but that's all gonna have to wait until next week so thank you guys so much for for participating having fun with us and for the nerd room i'm tim i'm troy and i'm batman and thank you guys so much for entering the nerd room this has been a Nerd Room Podcast production. You can find our hosts Tim, Troy, Sanjay, and Carlos on Twitter at TheNerdRM, TroyTheBoy87, Sanjabi, and CDN Caped Crusade R. For more content from The Nerd Room, check out TheNerdRoom.net. And don't forget to subscribe to The Nerd Room on iTunes, Podbean, Spotify, or wherever you plug in. Use the hashtag WeTheNerd to keep up with the latest from The Nerd Room on Instagram and Twitter.